Welcome to the Next Steps to Better Days podcast with your Next Step coach, Adonis Lindsay. Hey everybody, Adonis Lindsay here. Thank you so much for tuning in to Next Steps to Better Days podcast. Always excited to bring you some encouragement, some motivation, some inspiration, and some amazing stories that can empower you and push you to keep moving forward in your own life. So today I've got with me guys, not just a, a, another guest, but this is a dear friend of mine. We go way back, share some history together, uh, right here in the Nashville, Middle Tennessee area. I've got with us today, uh, my good friend, author, speaker, minister, singer, bishop, apostle. Oh. He's not gonna like that. But uh, Cedric Williams, author, speaker, singer, minister, is in the house with us today and going to be sharing about his new book. But Cedric, just welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today, bro? Thank you, man. I appreciate you, man. You're doing very well. (laughs) You know, Cedric, we go way back. We go way back, dude. I mean, uh, before, uh, let me see, I think, did we run into each other? Was I married when we met? No, sir. That's what I thought, man. No, <laughs> Neither no, one sir. of us, right? Were you? Nope. You were in full-time ministry, exactly, man. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. man. So that's yeah. great. That's over four. That's up over fifteen years ago. It is fifteen bro. years strong, baby. Fifteen years strong. <laughs> exactly. Yes, sir. So I, wow. I love. I love when I'm when I'm able to have a guest that I've been in deep relationship with. Uh, it just brings a different uh, perspective and, and greater value, different meaning. Uh, and and so we're going to dive into this, Cedric. But, uh, you know, your, your background, you've been a, a singer, you've been in uh, uh, ministry, uh, singing for God and just doing an amazing job with that. And but recently you just released a book uh, called It Gets Better After This. I yes, love man. that because so many people said, you, you know, just hearing that title, uh, there's probably a lot of people that would connect with that. It's like that are going through something and that just need to know that, OK, life does get better after this. But I love your book as we dial into the specifics of it. Uh, it talks about overcoming lo- uh, low self-esteem and bullying, which is a very, very hot, hot, hot topic in today's culture. Yes, today's it is. World, you know, on all different uh, <clears throat> all different levels, man, different ages and stages of life. So with the low self-esteem and bullying. So Cedric, first, I just want to start off by asking you, uh, number one, why? Why, Cedric, did you personally write this book? Well, it came from years and years of unforgiveness. Mm. And during the pandemic, um, I had a lot of time on my hands, as everyone else did. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And so being a uh, business owner, my, my business was affected. So I had to um, first embrace my faith and yeah. pray and meditate and uh, know what I know, which <laughs> is my foundation. And um, I began to just free. I began to journal and begin to write. Yeah, uh, therapy. And then a best friend of mine um, said, hey, man, this is a book. And <laughs> so God started dealing with my heart and showed me that I had remnants of unforgiveness for when that I was bullied mm. and when I was molested and verbally and physically abused. Mm. And this was all in my adolescence. So this book is a memoir of my life from childhood to adulthood. 
and then how things have even affected as I got an adult in the corporate arena. Wow. Some of those things, some of those different trials and tribulations uh, and how I responded was affected from previous bullying. In the past. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I love that, Cedric. You know, you you said something that's very important. I want to highlight that word. You said when you, when you, you know, during COVID, you just kind of sat down and started journaling, but it was almost like you said it was like therapy. It was. To you. Yes, it was. And I love that because, you know, and I tell any author, I'm an author myself. Yep. But, you know, one of the things I truly believe in when you're, when you're writing something or, you know, I'm a preacher speaker as well, but uh, your content is for you first. Yes, it is. It's for you. <laughs> and it will always be for you. It came out of you, but it, it will always be for you first. That's right. And when you're, you said you, it's like therapy. And in that moment, I think when we realize something is good for us and it's helping us, then why not share it with other people? That's right. So that's, that's, the po- that's the power of story. That's the that's power. Good. And I know your book is, has some stories in it as well. And just, uh, examples of, of, of how you were being bullied and you said it as you were writing that it showed you that there was some unforgiveness that was still there. Now Cedric, how did you as you as you were still writing that, how did you deal with the unforgiveness? Well, I had to revisit where it took root. Mm. And I think only God showed me that. Yeah. And where it all began. And it began um with a certain story in the book. I won't give it all away, yeah. <laughs> but I'll give some of it away. That Put the hook, uh, put the hook in. Yeah, so um, I one afternoon, well, one weekend, I was 14 years old and I w- went with a group of students uh, where I entrusted a mentor of mine that happened to be a part of a fraternity mm. and a well-known African-American organization. And uh, they formed a mentor group around it. And uh, come to find out, long story short, uh, instead of mentoring us and developing us in a positive environment, they started uh, hazing us Mm. as if we were in a fraternity. And we're minors, 14 years old. Yeah. And so they hazed us, they beat us. Mm. And then, of course, it was hard for me to cooperate because I'm 14 years old. And so it was like a gang almost initiation. Wow. And then from there, I wasn't really the one that was cooperating, happened to be the weakest link in the group because, you know, when you go through those initiations. And so they, you know, a lot of them, group, a group of them beat me, whooped me, beat me down, man. Wow. And so and even at some point throughout the weekend, even the leader, the mentor himself hit me. Wow. And so 14. Yeah. And my parents entrusted them, both of them being part of uh, for their own fraternity and sorority organization. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, came home and had all these bruises and mm. black and blues on my behind, man. And it was it was traumatizing. And then from there, just different episodes of high school and how kids was just cruel. And yeah. so, yeah. but that was one of the most traumatizing moments in my life. That's chapter five. So. Wow, wow, wow. I'm sure... For the listeners and the viewers are going to want to get that book so they can yes, sir. Yes, dive sir. into that story because you never know how many people share a similar story. And like mm-hmm. you said, at 14, that was a very traumatic, traumatic uh, experience in your life. Cedric, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. Uh, but, you know, I, I props to you, man, for 
being vulnerable to mm. to share that story. You know, I always say this: everybody has a story. Uh, some people are ashamed of their story. Some people regret their story. Some people try to hide their story. Some people try to forget their story. And some people share their story with others and it changes their lives. So yeah. I just applaud you for sharing that story and all the other stories that are in your book as well. Uh, a couple of things I want to talk about, Cedric, as we talk about bullying. Uh, you know, it's it's been going on forever. OK, yeah. uh, but when you think about bullying today, man, it's so many different platforms yeah. that people can be bullied on. You take yeah. you take social media alone, man, you know, yes. things like that. And and it's it's always good to to have somebody that uh, you can go to uh, to help you. Uh, walk through that process, walk through that journey of, of overcoming that, the bullying, you know. Uh, and today, you know, I've got on my shirt, Karate Kid, you know, going old school back. Yeah, there. baby, I love it. As I was I've thinking about the whole that series. Message. Yes, as I was thinking about that message, uh, just the original uh, <laughs> with Mr. Miyagi, you know, yeah. and Daniel's son. And Daniel, you know, that character, he was being bullied at school, man, being yes, bullied. Was. Uh, by a group of karate uh, school students, and uh, but he he made a connection with somebody <laughs> that mm -hmm. was able to help him overcome that and teaching some right. some some things inwardly. And I love you know the whole approach Mr. Miyagi took. Of course, we all know the wax on, wax off, and all yes, that. Sir. But you know he was he always taught Daniel. You know we 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 learn karate so we don't have to fight. That's right. So the, That's we, right. You know, we're not bullies. Mm. And I love that. And it's like, but you learn self-defense and you learn how to stand up for yourself and you learn uh, what what not to take from people, you know? And so he taught him that and he was able to stand up and get through that episode of being bullied. But Cedric, I got to, as, as author, speaker, I know you, you travel and you speak on this subject, which I think is definitely needed in today's culture. But a couple of things I want to throw at you. Uh, when, when, you when you're a parent of, of children, how can parents recognize when their child is being bullied? Because sometimes a student, you know, at an early age, maybe they don't even want to talk about it or know how to talk about it. But how can what do parents need to be on the lookout for uh, when it comes to recognizing things that could say, hey, my child's being bullied? Well, number one, you want to uh, pay attention to what they're not saying. They're nonverbal communication um you know also pay attention to their conversation yeah. and how they respond and if it's kind of random and like man uh today i had this person twist my arm or this person did this or man that sounds like uh joe in the way that he shoved me today yeah you also have to be mindful of how they comprehend things. If they cringe, if they um, if they respond in a not so confident way, yeah, um, or they tend to just give a fake smile here or a fake sigh there. You know, I can remember when they asked me what was wrong that particular weekend that I was there with those gentlemen and that mentor, she kept asking me, are you okay? Is something wrong? I'm like, eh, I'm all right. So you almost have to pay attention 
and discern those signs non-verbally, the way that they respond with their uh, confidence in their voice. Yeah. Um, it also sometimes can come out in their academics. There you um, go. Yeah. And it also can come out in the way that they socially interact with others, um, even trying to make new friends or new people. They may feel somewhat guarded. Um, social, they call it what? Social anxiety. Wow. Wow. All yeah. of that is developed from signs of bullying, you know, and there's three different types of bullying. You have verbal, mm -hmm. physical, and then you have social. Ooh. And social is big. Yes, sir. Because it's across the board. But yeah. <laughs> Cybering. I mean, you're not, you got to even think social is also workplace. Yeah. There are yeah. adults that, and leaders and those in Fortune 500 companies that are just bullies yeah, to their yeah. staff. And you that's know, this just. And yeah. I'm glad you. I'm glad you touched on that. Because yeah, it's not just children. Bullying. We think it's just in school and. It's in ministries. It's in corporate five hundred companies. There are bullies, man. Yeah. And that's how yeah. they. That's how they. It's in their leadership. Yeah. You know. You just in this. There's not to be politically wrong. We've had presidents. Yeah. That had not used the right approach. Yeah. In how to treat their staff. Yeah. 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 And that goes that goes deep. That goes. And I'm glad you brought that up because uh, there, there's, there's adults that are listening to this podcast as well. Yes. And and recognizing some that don't even want to go into work because of the atmosphere. Absolutely. You know? or, Toxic. or because of the boss or the leadership and the way they're being talked to. And, and I'm a firm believer, you know, <laughs> uh, if you know me on any scale, I'm a firm believer that. You have a right to look anybody in the eye, no matter their title or status, and say, hey, do not talk to me that kind of way. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's just me. You don't, you, I don't that's care right. if they, they sign your paycheck or not. It's like we don't, right. we don't have to operate that way. Listen, you don't know. Do not talk to me that way. Let's, let's see if we can sit down like two adults and talk through this. You that's know? right. And you got to stand up for your rights, man. And if you're an adult, you're listening to this podcast. So thankful that you tuned in. Uh, yes, but this you. is where I believe somebody like my good friend, Cedric Williams, can help you walk yes, through man. the process of, of recognizing bullying at work or in, in the workforce or job place, whatever, and, and give you some, some skills that can help you navigate through that. Because, you know, the whole thing about bullying is that fear tactic. That's it. You know, it's that fear tactic. And, and that's where we don't want to operate in fear. And but we've got to do something to overcome that. And I go back to Karate Kid, you know. That's it. I, I love I love Karate Kid. You know, there was a scene, Cedric, where you know, sometimes people tap out, like, I'm I'm done, you know, it's it's too hard. It's 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 uh, I don't want to deal with this anymore. I don't want, or, you know, I just want to go home. And there was a scene where uh, in that final match, and it's not a spoiler alert, if you've not seen original Karate Kid, something's wrong with you. <laughs> but uh, remember how they had, they had, they had uh, illegally kicked his leg and his leg was hurt. And he was, he was on the mat and uh, Mr. Miyagi ran to him and he was like, Mr. Miyagi, I'm done. I, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. I want to quit. I can't do it. And he goes, I'm afraid. And, and Mr. Miyagi, I love this scene. He, he looked at him and he goes, Daniel, son, 
and the music gets quiet and it goes, you focus. Told him to focus. Yes, he and did. He said, you focus. Yes, sir. And he said this, I never will forget. He said, he said, it's okay to lose to your opponent. He said, it's not okay to lose to fear. Mm. And I love that. He said, it's okay to lose to opponent. Not okay, lose to fear. That's and, and, and that's that first step, man, of, of overcoming that fear so that you can stand up for yourself when right. you're being bullied. Now, Cedric, a couple other questions here. Yeah. Uh, if, if you know somebody is being bullied, whether it's a young person, adult, what's some advice, what's your go-to advice that you would give that person if they would come to you and say, Mr. Williams, you know, I'm, I'm having this tough time at school, I'm being bullied, and I don't even know what to do. Well, the first thing is you definitely want to tell somebody, and I know in, in academics and in school, a lot of kids don't want to feel like it's a tattletale. Yeah. But when it's becoming a point where it's affecting your everyday functionality, Yes. You know, I, I told my parents a lot and a lot of times, you know, naturally being a boy and being in sports, oh, just stop being, you know, stop being weak, you know, stop being, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, stop, you know, toughen up there, boy, yeah. you know, stop being yeah. so weak, you know, but not not realizing that, you know, if it's something that is repetitiously happening mm -hmm. every day, you got to really zero in and because it's an what they call it an epidemic now, yeah. Yeah. you know, because when and I was in the 80s and 90s, it wasn't as much as valued. Mm -hmm. But now there are children that are taking themselves out. Exactly. Exactly. They're 14 and 15 years old and even as young as five. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it robs the innocence of who they are and their makeup. So it's really a sense of being aware and paying attention to their conversation. Yeah, yeah. You know, like what you, said, you said you got to tell somebody. You got to tell somebody. You have to. You got to find that confidant, whether you that's do. a parent, a counselor at school, yes, uh, somebody who you know they've got your best interest at heart. That's and right. Because a lot of times, Cedric, when we're going through stuff, I call it silent frustration, and you try to you try to handle it on your own. That's and then right. You don't reach out. You just kind of tuck away into some corner by yourself. That's right. And that's when it can overcome you. And and yeah. I, I love that you brought up the point, you know, you said when you told, you know, told your parents, it's like, okay, you got to toughen up. And and I think as parents, we got to move beyond that. Yeah. And like you said, listen, or if I'm a school counselor or principal or uh, somebody in HR at work, you got to listen yeah. to recognize that. That's, yeah, that's, that's like my daughter came home the other day and she said, this boy is twisting my arm. Mm. I said, why is he twisting your arm? And she yeah. said, and so, you know, some kids, and naturally kids play a lot, but I said, sometimes you have to get to the point where you have to stop. I said, yeah. and then second approach is you have to walk away. Mm -hmm. You have to walk away or try to avoid being by that person, sitting by that person on a professional level. You need to, you know, tell someone an authority, yeah. someone that, that can put together a small meeting yeah. and you all get together as adults to sit down and have a conversation like, listen, your approach is not that well to us. You know, we're just not going to be yes men. Yeah. We're grown adults. <laughs> I'm just, oops, did I say that? I'm sorry. I <laughs> on somebody told that, you know, we just, <laughs> we just not yes men or women, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. you just have Absolutely. to really just, and some, some people in power and authority or even 
uh, can feel as if they're validated to say, well, this is, you either like it or go. And there's yeah. so many people ha that have lost great people mm -hmm. in their workplace or in their companies because of something that could have just been handled in a, in a different way. Sitting down, talking through it, talking about it and addressing it. And, and I love that, Cedric. And I know you've got just a wealth of knowledge from personal experience of being bullied, going through some traumatic experiences. And once again, uh, my good friend, Cedric Williams, guys, author, speaker, minister, singer, uh, has written a book called It Gets Better After This, Overcoming Low Self-Esteem and Bullying uh, yeah. to Find the Hidden Treasures That Are in You. So That's Cedric, good. I'm telling you, I believe this book is for such a time as this. And, wow, thank uh, you. If, if you're listening to this podcast or watching this, uh, video. I encourage you get a copy of his book, especially if you are going through this or if you know someone uh, yes. who's being bullied or going through uh, a traumatic experience where something like this could have happened to them in the past and they need they need a, a Mr. Miyagi. They need a navigator, yes. somebody to help get them through this in a healthy way. I want to encourage you to, to reach out. Now, Cedric, where can people uh, get a copy of your book? Well, of course, here it is. Here it is, man. It gets better after this. You can go get it at CedricWWilliamsBooks.com. The significance of the actual cover has meaning as well. Ooh. The white background is the angel of the Lord and his power. And the dark lets people know that this is the dark stuff that's happened to me. And then, of course, naturally, the treasure. We're on a treasure. Yeah. Hunt for our lives, baby. The gold represents that. Ooh. So I, that that supports me. CedricWWilliams.com. I appreciate you. Bless you, Mr. Brother Adonis. We go way back. Way like, back. Oh, way back. Well, Cedric, <laughs> thank you so much for being our guest on Next Step to Better Days podcast. Once again, yeah. listening or watching this video, make sure go get his book right now, whether it's for you or if you know someone yes, going through you. a situation and they need to hear stories from somebody that has gone through similar situations and not just stories, but how they went on a pathway to overcome what happened in the past. Okay, guys, listen, go to his website. Once again, it's cedricwwilliamsbooks.com. Get a copy of his book. It gets better after this. Thank you, Cedric, for being a part of our, our podcast today, guys. Thank you for being faithful listeners and viewers of the podcast. As always, it's a pleasure to bring you inspiring and encouraging stories that can motivate you and push you forward to live the life that you're destined to live. Okay, guys, thank you so much. Always remember, it's never too late to make your next days your best days. Peace out. You've been listening to the Next Steps to Better Days podcast with your Next Step coach, Adonis Lindsay. For additional resources or coaching, please visit AdonisLindsay.com.